Hey, Sylvia. Uh, you'll probably be shocked, hopefully pleasantly surprised, to receive a letter from me now, um, like 11, almost, yeah, like almost 11 months since my last letter, which is truly embarrassing, and I apologize. My lack of letters is not due to um, a lack of desire to send letters, I think as time goes by, it's kind of that typical thing where, you know, you, it, it all becomes, it becomes, you have so much to say that then it's like, I'll never be able to fit it into a letter. And so then I put it off and then it just becomes more and more enormous. All these things, I this, you know, this pile, this huge ball of things I have to say. So anyways, I, I decided I, I really need to do this and uh, get the ball rolling because I actually love these letters and I appreciate these letters and I'm just sad that uh, I've I've done a shit job of uh, keeping in touch in 2021. So, yeah, I do hope that we can we can uh, pick pick this up again and have some semi regular correspondence, which I would really appreciate. So. I just re-listened to your last two letters, so the first being the one that got lost in the mail in April, and yeah, first of all, I just want to say I'm really sorry about the snowstorm and about you falling in the parking lot, and gosh, I mean, yeah, I think maybe one, I don't know, it just, it feels, it feels bad not being able to be there, feel like you can do anything for your for your friends when they're going through hard times. I don't know. I kind of freeze, I have to say. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, I, on the one hand, I know the power of words, and and I know it, it's best to say, to, to, to express, um, you know, even that, that you're there for your friend and you feel bad and you're there to listen and all of that. Um, but I do a shit job <laughs> of that as well, I think. Um, kind of reminds me to when people, you know, hear, well, I, probably everywhere, really, but when somebody loses someone, you know, you you call and you, you know, give your condolences, and I'm always running away from that. I don't know, because I'm like, I, what good is it going to do? Whereas I know that, you know, it's actually nice to hear from people, and I think it does help. Uh, those in the grieving process. So um, anyway, just to say that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you, you went through that. Um, and yeah, uh, you talked about this big box of stuff from Sweden and your obsession with um, preserving the past and how that seemed to conflict with what you were going through and how you felt like an idiot for preserving the past. Well, imagine what an idiot I feel like for shipping all my grandma's stuff over here and being obsessed with also my own, you know, ephemeral uh, <laughs> objects for my whole life, which sometimes also feels extremely self-indulgent. But yeah, I've have, I have the same thing. And then also this obsession with the stuff of my ancestors. Um, and yeah, I don't know why that is. And I kind of waffle back and forth in my mind about it um 
if if it's a problem I have with letting go of certain things, um, and and if I don't spend too much time dwelling on on the past, but I don't know. Then I just obsess over whether I'm obsessing about dwelling on the past. It's an ugly, you know. It's a bit of a vicious cycle. So uh, yeah, there's there's uh, that. Um, you mentioned that uh, amongst the things you were reading, that, well, you said you got these collections of Tove Janssen's, um collections of, of fiction for adults. So that's great. I don't know if you've had a chance to read any of it since uh, since your last letter, but you'll have to let me know. Um, and and then you talked about the invisible guest in Moomin Valley, and um, it actually, uh, I remember hearing about it after. I I after I had already become a Buffy fan and so I, it always just reminds me there's a there's a great episode of Buffy where there's a girl in high school who's so ignored she gradually starts to disappear. Um anyways, if it's uh you know, if you can't watch the whole series, it's one of the one of the episodes that I'd like to recommend. Out of mind, out of sight is the title of it. Um but yeah, and I also I think well as I as I wrote to you at one point when I was in Berlin, they were actually showing the Tove the Tove movie, so I got to see it. Um, sadly, I I mean I was I, I should have known that it would be dubbed in German, because the Germans often do that. But uh, I have to admit I was sad not to be able to hear the Swedish, so I have to I have to watch it in the original at some point. And my German's pretty, I mean, good enough. I think I don't think I really missed anything, but, um, you know, it would be good to watch it with subtitles again at another point. And I really loved the movie, by the way. I thought it was great. I was quite surprised that it focused on these ten particular ten years of Toby's life. But, uh, yeah, pleasant, pleasantly surprised at the same time. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't think you've seen it. I don't want to... Yeah, I don't really know if there's really much to give away, but maybe better to talk about it after you've seen it, if you do watch it. Um, and it also, of course, fits into our our ongoing theme of sapphic cinema. So there you go. Um, yeah, and then and then your letter from from July. Uh, I have to say, yeah, maybe it's also this fe- this feeling of not, you know, that, that you said you know, it feels like I won't see you for a long time, which is, I mean, it's getting longer and longer, right? Um, hopefully, if, if things go well, next summer I'll do my big Greyhound trip and I'll come to Austin. Um, you know, before that, maybe, I don't know if, if you have plans for London at all, if you'd be able to do that, or if we'll be able to do that, or if it'll really even happen much, but... Uh, yeah, it's really, it's something, um, I have to say, I find myself also just being in, having fewer and fewer of these, you know, friendly Zoom calls and stuff like that. I think people have gotten kind of exhausted, um, and, and, yeah, I don't know, and it's, it's, it's wonderful, and it's great to be in touch, and I'm so grateful we can be in touch via Zoom and FaceTime and things like that, but it's, also just so different spending time in in person and you know um I really felt that when I went to Frankfurt and saw quite a few friends I hadn't seen now for you know in most cases about two years at least 
And uh, it just, it was one, it was wonderful that felt like we caught up or I don't know what, how do you say that, that, yeah, a lot of time had passed, but you know, the connection is still there and uh, yeah, it's, it's really wonderful um, to have that. So yeah, I'm all for seeing more of the people I love in person and not taking that for granted in the future. So let's hope that becomes true for us too. Um, yeah, next year, I guess, which is kind of right around the corner, actually. Unbelievable. Where did 2021 go? I have no idea. So, yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned... Uh, our life questioning phases, which I, I continue to definitely prefer over like a midlife crisis. But uh, yeah, this idea of swimming and all, and I am curious if you have taken swimming lessons or not. I always plan every year, although, you know, you know, for the last two years, my, re- my New Year's resolution has been to make no resolutions. So it's not a resolution anymore, but I always think, oh, yeah, I'll learn to swim this year. And I never do. I absolutely never do. I just, I don't know. So I've had the excuse of Corona for a while now, but that's really no longer an excuse. So I don't know. I should... Uh, I should get on it, but you know what I'm doing? I'm back. I'm I'm doing this boxing, which actually since yeah, well, I haven't sent you a letter in a while. Um, I haven't really talked about much, I guess. But you know, I started these boxing classes in the spring, and then there was another lockdown, and so I only did it for three or four weeks, and then couldn't do it for a few months, and then I started again, and now I don't know. I think I've had thirty thirty lessons or so. Um, and I absolutely love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. I don't know. It's uh, it's really great. So I think any any time and effort I can put into exercise these days, it's mostly just trying to go, to, yeah, go to boxing. And um, and I've also started watching boxing. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of funny, but I, it's it's an it's an it's a nice mini obsession of mine right now. I guess um, I didn't. I, I didn't imagine I would like it this much. I I took Muay Thai a few years ago, and I really liked it. And I was then kind of looked down on kickboxing and boxing. So I thought, oh, you can only use you know your fists and maybe your legs, but you can't you know use your elbows and headbutt people, which seemed so much more exciting, um, or knee people, you know. Um, so, but no, actually, I really like the boxing, I think, much better even than, than I liked Muay Thai, and yeah, having said all of that, it makes me sound like I'm, might be a bit of a violent person, but it's funny, it was like sparring for the first time, and I actually had to try and hit somebody, it was so weird, because I realized, um, except for, um, you know, the story about me slapping a couple of friends in a blackout at a wedding, uh, funny, funny story, also incredibly embarrassing, but other than that, and of course, I don't even remember that, so I, I've never hit anyone, so (laughs) here I am, you know, all into this sport, which is about hitting people, and, uh, or hitting your opponent, and, uh, yeah, I've never actually even, even hit anyone, so I don't know, yeah, it's my new thing, I'm still running some, but I've cut back on it, and uh, yeah, it's really about boxing for me right now. 
So, yeah, and um, I keep intending. Another thing is I was like, oh, you talked about Happy Together. I really need to watch Happy Together. It's now on this website here, Mubi, so I'm actually going to watch it. I swear I'm going to watch it very soon. I want to. Um, I've only seen, uh, I mean, I've seen in, In the Mood for Love, and I've seen Blueberry Night. Is that what it's called? Blueberry Nights, I think. Uh, so of Wong Kong, Wong Kar Wai's films, and so I really need to get on that. He's got a couple other movies that we can I can actually watch on this website, and uh, yeah, I have to do that. So Desert Hearts, of course, I've seen Desert Hearts. Um, <laughs> how dare you even ask the question, silly? <laughs> is there a sapphic movie I haven't seen? I'm sure there is, but. Um, yeah, does but I haven't seen it for a very long time. It's one of the first, you know. I probably I must I must have watched it in the nineties, so I should really watch it again. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's groundbreaking cinema to say the least. So I think of the movies I've watched. I know I I I texted you a bit about being in Berlin because after Frankfurt I went to um well, I stayed with a friend in Mannheim and I saw a friend from college in Heidelberg who I hadn't seen since like 2003 or something that was quite quite something and then um and then I went to Berlin where I was for 10 days and again I made absolutely no plans I mean except for you know where I was going to stay um and yeah I got there and lo and behold it was the Berlin Porn Festival which I've been trying, I've been wanting to go to for years. I went maybe 10 years ago or something, and I saw some movies and went to the parties and whatnot. Um, but then, yeah, it's always, you know, just too too long after Frankfurt to, to make it viable, really, for me to travel so much, and I can't stay on and, and, and go. So, so it was, yeah, it was a really pleasant surprise, and then I went and got online immediately, and, and uh, the first film that I tried I wanted to get a ticket to I opened the 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 website and there's the floor plan and the front two you know corner seats were free and one one seat in the middle of in the, in the middle I mean the best seat in the house was free and it was like it was waiting for me or something so so I got that and it was um the movie was actually so the three movies I saw were full yeah were feature films so full-length feature films and they weren't really technically porn you know but they they had some some relation to the sex industry at least let's say um or in the lives of sex, sex workers I guess you could say so in in this one which was called Pleasure um and oh gosh I need to tell you who who it is and all that who the director is, but it was a, a Swedish director who um, actually was on hand. I didn't even realize either, but she and the lead actress were actually there for follow-up questions after the movie, which was great. And she told us that she'd started out as an anti-porn activist and in the process became so interested in porn that <laughs> she actually became the opposite and then decided to make a movie about porn and so went to move to Los Angeles for a while and was searching though for for an actress and eventually um found her, the actress so the yeah the director's name is Ninja Thyberg and uh, the 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 actress is Sofia Kappel 
so excuse my pronunciation, Kapell probably. But uh, anyways, it's this 19-year-old Swedish girl who goes to Los Angeles to become a porn star. And the title of the movie comes actually, I guess, from a story that, or something that happened to the director herself that she then has happened to the lead actress, which is that she arrives in Los Angeles, you know, and they ask her the passport, uh, whatever you call it, um, if she's there for work or pleasure, and she hesitates and then says pleasure. So that's, I thought that was a cute story. But yeah, and then everybody else in the movie is actually in porn. So um, the yeah, the lead actress is the only non-porn person in the movie. And I thought it was pretty great. Um, but I'm also kind of, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed is probably a strong word, but I've always been very interested in the porn industry and how it works. And I'm, I'm kind of uh, surprised when other people are surprised about that because it's such a huge industry and it impacts our lives so much and it's it's just this you know massive influence that people don't never talk that people never talk about and i just find it yeah fascinating i mean i you know i mean probably my favorite things to watch these days are boxing boxing and interviews with porn stars believe it or not so um yeah that was a pretty a pretty cool movie and then I saw a couple more that uh yeah were were good but I would say this one and then also seeing the Tolby movie were real highlights um and then also okay I'll talk about this one briefly this is a really long letter but you know it's been months and uh yeah I well okay I'm I'm trying to <laughs> trying to be succinct here this is as good as I can, as, as succinct as I can, I can be. But the other, the other movie um, is a, was a French movie by this woman, Olympe G. I don't know if, if that's how you pronounce it, but uh, it's called One Last Time. And in, this, in that movie, a woman who's about to turn 70 takes out an ad um, advertising for the person who's who's gonna who who will have sex with her for the last time, and then she she doesn't think life's worth living uh, after a certain age, and so she's decided that she's gonna do this and she's gonna commit suicide. And the I think the most fascinating thing about this was it's the 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 camera woman supposedly of the movie is so it's supposed to it's kind of a pseudo documentary, um, and so the the actress the main actress is speaking to the woman who's holding the camera, but of course, and she's looking at her, and of course she's actually, it's like she's speaking and looking at you. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I don't want to talk about it too much. Maybe maybe someday you'll watch it. It has kind of an interesting twist to it. And yeah, and she does not commit suicide, so I guess, um, yeah, maybe we should, I don't know, we should give a trigger warning or I should give a trigger warning to this letter, but uh, that doesn't happen. So, um, yeah. Um, and those are kind of some highlights. And then, in, yeah, in Berlin, I bought some art and I hung out. I know I sent you this this little bit from, I went to a bar one night by myself and I just had all these memories of me being in Berlin in 1997, 1998, when I was, um, when I went to, university there for a year and going out by myself all the time and just how many things I do by myself 
which like I go to the movies by myself sometimes, you know, and I I don't go out really much here in Istanbul, but when I go somewhere new, I always go out because of course, I mean, well, I have to go to all the gay bars. It's it's also one of my callings. Um and it's it's weird cuz so you just see so few people who go out by themselves. Um and in a way it makes me feel really weird in a way it's fascinating cuz i can just sit and watch other people and kind of i don't know just imagine imagine their dialogues and try and write little stories for them and if i weren't there by myself i would of course be engaging with someone else presumably and not be observing my surroundings so much so um but yeah i always think oh there certainly must be other people and um I'll I'll, pr- I'll certainly I'll run into other people who go to places by themselves, but no, people don't do that. I don't know. I guess I'm a weirdo. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention about to- Tovian. So this is a real Tovianson letter, right? Is uh, I was also rereading. Um, had I don't I I was reading the Turkish translation, but uh, of. Um, what do, what do they call it? father Mumin Mumin da, the I I've never read the Mumins in English so it's the Mumin fathers um, uh, memoirs and there was this part in it and I'd read it before but I didn't remember this and this time it really struck me and it seems like a nice uh, nice point to leave off on tonight. And uh, it's when, uh, you know, he he is escaping from this home where he is as a child. And he's, you know, trying to, uh, he's speaking to these different animals and different creatures that he encounters. And at one point he, it, he uh, calls out to these birds who are frolicking in the sky. And they say, uh, we don't have time, we're playing. And I thought that is such, that is just great. It makes me want to get a tattoo that says "I don't have time. I'm playing." It's an it's a response I want to be able to give. I think we should all be able to give, but uh, it's I don't know. It it just blew me over. I read it and I almost you know I was almost in tears. I thought how wonderful to just say I don't have time. I'm playing. So yeah, uh, Sylvia. So make sure you go out and. Well, I hope you're playing. I hope you're playing with Vera and Emery and also just yeah, having having some some time for yourself as well and yeah, and just enjoying this one crazy life we have, right? So, yeah, gosh, I've gone on for a while now, but uh and now as soon as I say goodbye, I'll think of 50,000 other things I wanted to tell you. But uh, I'll just have to put some of those in the next letter, which I will send, um, yeah, not in six months' time. But hopefully, you know, it would be great if I could do this in a couple of weeks again. All right. Love you, Sylvia. Miss you. And, yeah, take care. Bye-bye.